0: What's up? This is the Get Optimized podcast. My name is Chris, and this is a show about the craft beverage industry and marketing and growth within that industry. Now, today's guest is super cool, Kyle Stevens. He's one of the founders of the Craft Beverage Warehouse, and these guys are doing direct-to-can digital printing. And I wanted to have them on the show partly because of what they're doing. I think it's very interesting the way they're going about it. It's like environment, environmentally friendly. You can do really neat things with the designs. You can run smaller batches. That is interesting in and of itself. But I wanted to pick Kyle's brain a little bit on label design and how to do print files better and all these things that you might want to ask somebody who's in the label design section of the business. I wanted to ask him a few questions, at least get some insights from him. And he was a great sport about it. And I'm going to get you into that interview in just a few moments, but before I do, I just want to ask, hey, if you if you like this content, please subscribe to the channel. Share it with somebody that you think would get some value of it, too, and learn more about us at gethoptimized.com. All right, it's enough of me. Let's get you into the interview. We'll catch you at the end. All right, cop. What's up, dude? How are you, man?
1: Good. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a little hectic. Uh... In the warehouse in production today but uh we're getting through it
0: yeah man busy is good uh but sometimes you uh you get so busy you miss lunch like you said a second <laughs> ago right
1: <laughs> yeah it was part me and part uh door driver not being able to find our
0: building so <laughs> oh my gosh dude I, I have the same kind of problem in our office they can't figure it out because we have little office office complexes and often I just stopped ordering from the apps because they mess it up almost every time. Yeah, and, we uh, have a
1: we have a gate on our property, so that's an added uh, I don't know issue that we need to get around.
0: <laughs> right on, right on. It's getting colder up where you're at too. You guys are up in uh, Wisconsin, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's actually it's beautiful. This is the best time of year. I think we're in the 60s today. I mean, after weeks nice. and weeks of 80s and humid, it's uh, it's actually comfortable outside.
0: I remember it being beautiful there at uh, this time of year. You get the leaves changing and, and all that stuff, which is fun times uh, up there. Uh, well, right on, man. You know, leaves are cool, DoorDash is whatever, but we're here to talk about you and your thoughts on craft beer and marketing in your business. And I want to kind of start with you, know, you explaining a little bit more about what it is that Your company does craft beverage warehouse because I I think it's going to be you're going to do a better job of it, and then we'll kind of talk about the industry and open up the lens a little bit. But tell us about you and and craft beverage warehouse a little bit.
1: Yeah, so craft beverage warehouse uh, we were founded in 2020. We affectionately call it CBW because it's easier on the mouth. Um, We started uh, at the time I was the CFO at a, a local brewery here in Milwaukee and. I saw an issue of Austin, our friends, not being able to get enough cans because we were the small guys around, uh, and we we saw our uh, our can companies what we thought was likely servicing their bigger customers first, right? So, uh, fortunately, I had a close uh, connection within the factory uh, nearby here uh, with Ball, and we were able to procure some some truckloads of cans. We had some extra warehouse space, and really, we just started selling cans to our friends on a pallet-by-pallet basis. Um, they were labeling them somehow, um, typically the uh, pressure-sensitive labels, which are like the sticker labels. Uh, and yeah, that's just kind of how we started. Uh, we we added on, you know, selling pac uh, can ends and corrugate trays as well. Uh, but we didn't really think it was gonna be, that was gonna be the long-term business, right? We started looking at the future and we thought, where are the issues in what we're selling right now? And kind of like any, you know, entrepreneur does. We we saw the problem being uh, really plastic shrink sleeves. That's one A for us, uh, and the sustainability issues with that. Right now, there are also supply chain issues there, long long lead times because uh, materials aren't available to even print those um, plastic shrink sleeves. So we kind of started on the journey like right when we started this business in 2020, looking at uh, digital print options for direct-to-cam printing. Um, and I've looked into this before, just being in the beer industry. And so I knew kind of what was out there. Um, but I didn't really like the technology that we had looked at in the past. Um, so we were finally introduced to a company called Hinterkopf, German, uh German company that builds printing machines. They had recently um, kind of adjusted their print-to-plastic machinery uh, and enabled it to print directly to the can. So, um so really cool help me understand that a
0: little bit is so you're talking about printing right on the can not printing something that is applied to the can Am i understand exactly that
1: yep so uh if if you have a a year-round brand um and you're a decent-sized brewery right you can call ball or call arda or call crown and you can order a printed can but typically there are minimums there i mean we've all heard about that over the last couple of years but To keep it simple, let's just say it's a one truckload minimum for those. Um, So those are offset printed. I mean, you have a printing plate and the cans just whipped like at 1500, 2000 cans a minute. Um, Our printer is a digital printer. Um, We don't have a plate where it's like a a big inkjet machine. right? Um, So we just have your artwork digitally. We can switch from artwork to artwork fairly quickly because we don't have to change printing plates or anything like that. But we move much slower, um, more in the, you know, around a hundred cans a minute. So okay. what we're doing is we're not selling cans to, to to breweries or other beverage companies that can buy a whole truckload. Typically um, we're on that smaller end that you would use uh, some other option like a plastic shrink sleeve or a, or a sticker label.
0: Yeah. So you're kind of getting into like an area of the market that probably didn't have access to this technology is what you're saying. It didn't have access to it because you couldn't afford the mega runs that a much larger brewery or, or a big beer brand could do. And now you kind of get access to these benefits. You can do this in smaller runs. uh, And you were telling me too, you can do this in in very small runs and do some really interesting things, which I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit, but, um, and you are finding success. Like we talked about at the beginning of this call, you're super busy right now and you're finding success in this little kind of niche section of the industry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, there's a couple things there, right? We're doing something new and cool. Um, one of the reasons we're busy is because everybody wants to see their artwork on a can uh, as a sample first, right? Because nobody really knows what this is supposed to look like and it turns out the quality is phenomenal. We can do a lot of different print finishes, which I know you want to get in depth with because like, you know, the marketing element of what your package looks on the shelf is super important uh, to our customers. Uh, but everybody wants to see that sample first so we have a full physical sample process we get your artwork from from you and then we uh, ship you out a physical sample so you can touch and feel it because uh, those things are important before you place that bigger order um, so we're kind of we're in that space of i think we've been like, full production for eight to ten weeks now we're in that space where we've shipped out a ton and ton and ton of samples and those Samples are starting to convert into, into into production orders, which is really great for business. But it's kind of it's starting to stress test, right? Our our uh, our wow. machine here, um, in that we still have a lot of requests for samples as well. Um, so we need to find time to do that uh, and bring on new customers or new SKUs, uh, but then also continue to to run our machine as much as possible. So it's it's a lot of fun figuring that out. We still have plenty of space in the production schedule. Um, adding shifts and stuff like that, so it's all good. Just a little hectic right now.
0: Good, good. I'm happy for you guys. Hectic is is a good thing with business sometimes. Uh, yeah. And you know, I, I would say you're probably something of a of a label expert in in many ways. You guys deal with tons of art files. You're looking at tons of different labels and different designs. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to ask you some questions about your thoughts on label design and marketability. Uh, if that's okay with you,
1: I'm. I'm fine with that. I just want to preface that I am an accountant by trade. So um, I have I have been in the beer industry for a while now in kind of that capacity, but on a management side, too. So I've, I've been in a lot of marketing meetings about about packages and now selling packages. So, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to kind of talk about the trends that I'm seeing, that the things that we can do that maybe people aren't aware of um, and really anything else that you'd like to do.
0: Yeah, man i got a dollars and cents question for you too later too if we have (laughs) time for it so it will fit right into that um right on so the first thing i think of with with the volume of labels you see and the designs that you're doing is like what's working you know what stands out with label design is there any trends you're seeing it's like all right that seems to be something that is working is cool or that a lot of breweries are interested in right now maybe it's a texture maybe it's a color maybe it's a design style is simplistic the way or is it complicated Really interesting, you know, unique design. The way you know, I think that any brewery listening to this is looking to get an edge on something to jump off the shelf. Can you speak to that? Is there anything you're seeing that that stands out?
1: Yeah, I think there's a couple things. Uh, The first being uh, metallic knockouts, and I might be seeing a lot of that because we're truly trying to push our customers toward it. Um, So what we do is we print on a bright can, so like a silver bullet blank can. Uh, and so what that means is we, we can lay down a white base coat and make it kind of a flat finish. So it's not shiny, um, or we can kind of knock out places, different places in the, uh, white base coat to let that metallic come through, whether it's a silver metallic, or we can put a red ink over it to make it a red metallic. Um, our designer does a lot of cool, uh, you know, craft beverage warehouse branded samples just to kind of send to our customers say, Hey, this is something you can do play around with the artwork. Um, we'd love to, you know, put your label on something like this. Um, Interesting. So, so that's like I'm, the negative
0: space in the file, right? That is there. I'm thinking like how you do business cards sometimes where you, you have to have kind of like that metallic negative space, so to speak, so that it looks metallic on the card, but this is on the can. So the metallic is showing through is what you're explaining, yep. right?
1: Exactly. So basically what we do, you know, for the artwork nerds out there, and I'm, I'm not a designer, but I hope I can talk about this a little bit is, um, we have a separate layer in the artwork um, that's just the white base coat. So anywhere that we delete that white base coat, we can have a metallic shine through. So um I really love the way a lot of our customers have taken to this quickly, even if they hadn't done anything like that before. Uh mm-hmm. you know, and and we're here to kind of hold their hands through it. So we have a great designer named Haley. Uh, way more creative than me, but also works very closely uh, with our customers when it comes to design and making sure that, you know, their can's going to look good um, based on our print
0: processes. No, that's super cool. I didn't even think that was a thing. And now I'm going to look for it when I'm in the in the beer stores and trying to see if I can find something like that. I'll snap a picture of like, I found it. <laughs> I found somebody there you doing go. It. Uh, uh, so oh, and neat. I said,
1: I said there were two things. That was only one. Okay, um, the, number two. the second thing, um, and I, have I've seen this before, I think mostly on plastic shrink sleeves, but, um, being able to have kind of uh multi-finish, uh, can. So, uh, what we would call it is like a gloss on matte or a matte on gloss. Mm. So we could have like a, a matte element on a mostly glossy can or vice versa. Uh, so, what we do is we play with the levels of uh, the over varnish on our cans so we have like a clear coat that protects the ink on the can Um so we can play with the levels of that and kind of how we hit it with the uv light at the end to to create those finishes so uh the other thing and, and that's a, another reason that we send out physical samples is when i use the term matte finish and glossy finish uh the glossy finish is very 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 shiny the matte finish is perhaps not quite as matte as you would get like on a paper label, because we're not printing on paper. We're printing right on the can. Uh, so uh, I really love those elements. We've got a couple of customers that are playing around with that. Uh, actually, the the, the, the biggest uh, area that's playing with that is we, we've ha- created some connections with graphic designers that work with a bunch of different breweries. Mm-hmm. And those have been great connections with us because they've been You know able to work on 10 15 different designs now and they've seen kind of how they adjust that artwork and how we can treat it um so they're the ones that are really going going wild with this and i mean wild in a good way is they're they're getting really the best out of what what we can do with the machine and getting some really really cool stuff out for their customers
0: that's cool you know i think creativity is a common theme here and I'd love seeing the creative stuff out in the, in the out in the market with craft beer. And when you're talking about this, you know, one thing I was thinking of when you were talking about the gloss finish versus the matte finish is it's like you almost have this like additional experience you get from holding the can. And I think about I remember the first time, and maybe you've never experienced this, but maybe you have. You've ever picked up like a monster can or uh, I think uh rockstar was doing it for a little while where their cans had like a texture to them when you pu- pull them off the shelf i think i think they still do and like it adds something to the experience it feels different it's like oh wow this thing is and it's like a weird psychological thing that i'm sure some mega pepsi marketing research person has figured out why people give a shit about texture on the can but i think there's something to that. Is if is you've got multiple textures it's something new it's something different and it sticks in someone's mind
1: uh which exactly. is cool yeah I think it is and i mean you could even get down to the the nerdy side of like we do this for when we're testing different uh finishes but you know we'll throw cans in the fridge we'll take them out we'll throw them in the sun uh and we'll we'll really let them beat up and we've even noticed that like on these different textures the 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 condensation beads a little differently and like that just could be something that catches people's eyes too yeah so i can't promise that i can get you an exact beating technique though on on a certain <laughs> design of can but but again, it's like these really little things that you can think about on on design
0: and different elements. So um, that is some highlights. Obviously, level stuff, you
1: man. you you and I both noticed it, it seems. So I mean other people have to as well.
0: You know, uh sometimes you probably think, man, then marketing people figured out such a cool thing. It's like a total accident. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that somebody did it. But That's rad, man. And speaking of creativity, you guys are doing some cool creative things with the applications on some of the smaller runs that you're doing. Like I I remember the first time we talked, you talked about like weddings and bachelor parties and things like that, where people can, you're kind of working with breweries to do these smaller runs. I'm curious if you could elaborate on a few of these examples of creative applications to smaller label design runs, uh, if if I phrase that properly.
1: Yeah, so we're really trying to figure out a good way to do that as a business because direct-to-can digital printing lends itself to doing small runs. Um, so what we've decided to do, and we've partnered with some, some local uh, breweries here in, in Wisconsin, just to kind of test pilot out. So We've got three breweries that we work with that are willing to do kind of shorter runs um, for different types of customers. It could be uh, corporate customer. We have a, a neighbor here that's an engineering firm that big beer lovers. And um, they were like, we want a beer can, or we want to be able to give six packs away to customers when they walk out the door and we want our logo on it. So um, basically what we do is we help them design that can, uh, and then we send it off to the brewery and they take it from there, right? We can't, we can't sell alcohol or anything, but we kind of work as a, a design partner and then a connector. Uh, because we have the relationships in breweries. Um, me and my business partner have worked in a few different industries um, here in Milwaukee, so we have connections kind of in different industries as well. And uh, it just it seems like a uh, kind of a missing, a missing link or a missing service that people might be interested in. Because then you think about different types of events, right? Whether it's I I don't know a business journal event or a, like you said a wedding or a mm-hmm. big graduation party right um something that someone wants to commemorate and maybe they want to buy 20 cases of beer for it um i can probably find somebody to fill that for them so we're, we're playing around there um we're still trying to figure out the cost structure and and how that all works to make it equitable for us for the customer and for the brewery you know um, but yeah. it's something that's definitely possible with this technology
0: that's so cool and there, there are applications to it and i'm excited to see what you guys come up with down that road because you know there's just like there's like this desire to have like something that's from a certain time you know like uh i just attended like some Oktoberfest stuff over the weekend and the glasses i got were etched and had the date and it's like from this year and that's special to me because i went to that event it's from this year but maybe you don't want to do like ten thousand of those you want to offer a handful of them so to speak and uh, maybe that's for your your loyalty club people for that day if they come in that day and you want to do little little kind of nods and personalized things. I think there's something down this road. So I'm excited that uh, you guys are doing some cool creative stuff down there. Now I want to change gears a little bit because okay. and get a little more technical because uh, I want to talk about files and then also lead into like how you know so much time and money is wasted on files sometimes. So I'm going to say the word print ready file. To you, And I want you to explain what that even means because I think so many people are like, oh, here's a JPEG. Print it. And you're like, no, <laughs> that's not what I need yeah. done. So what does print ready mean? Uh, and then I'll we'll kind of learn some other stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, so this is a conversation we have every day. Um, <laughs> uh, so we have uh, we have templates on our website. They're Adobe Illustrator files with uh, background layers already there for like I mentioned earlier, white base coat, we have one for varnish so that a customer could potentially spot varnish um, certain elements of the can to make that texture a little bit different. Uh, and then we have kind of the your artwork layer. So ideally the customer right can take, if they've already have a design put together and maybe it's not in our exact format, they could just copy that design onto that artwork tab. And then if they want to play around with those, like we talked about the metallic elements or the, the varnishes, uh, they could do that within our template if they don't already already have that set up. So um there is a service we can provide that helps somebody take an already created artwork and put it into our template. Um, so we're happy to help out with that. Um, but again, yeah, it it can be a, a time suck. Um, it could be a, a time issue if if the the customer sometimes our customers don't do the designing, right? So they have a file, it's locked. We wouldn't be able to do anything with it if they sent it to us because our designer can't pull apart the elements. They would need an unlocked file. So then you got to go back to your designer and, you know, get an unlocked file. So it's all these things we deal with. Um, I hope I kind of started answering your question, but I think you got more there.
0: You did, and I deal with it all the time too. So I want to ask you, so it's not coming just straight for me because people hear me all the time. Uh, but these things take time, and uh, you know we wonder why design files and for print files cost more. There's an extra price tag on stuff like that. It's because, like you said, there's like multiple layers in here. You've got a gloss layer, you got a mat layer, you got you got a back layer. You got all these different things that are part of this file that need to be done really well. Otherwise, your prints are going to look terrible. Uh, it'll look, it'll look bad. So you've got to do it right, and um, my real follow-up question to that was like, how do breweries save money and time and resources in getting these things ready for print? And maybe not even just—I imagine there's other print stuff you're doing, like posters and things like that, that fall into this category a little bit, although not as complicated as you know some of the things you're talking about printing right on can. But. You know, do you see any common mistakes that people are making where it's like, man, if we just had this one thing or these couple of things, it would save everyone so much time and headache and money and resources and so on and so forth?
1: Yeah, uh, I I think just 1A is like have the templates and read the instructions because our (laughs) team spent a ton of time laying out instructions. And, you know, it's not just our customers. Sometimes it's the, the designers they work with that you know, they know how to do everything in in this Adobe Illustrator um, program, but they just didn't read the instructions. And then there's questions and we've kind of developed this business as a rapid response. I just know sometimes it's a lack of planning. Sometimes it's just things that need to shift, right? But everything needs to be done within a week. And that's really hard sometimes, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So having good artwork is really important there. So I think reading, reading the instructions and then just, um, if you have a designer, communicating with your designer uh, and making sure that they can get in touch with us as well. So sometimes we have a go between there, right? We're talking, I'm talking to a brewery owner that's a brewmaster, but runs a restaurant too. And then also submits files, right? There's not, you can't know everything. Um, I don't know everything. So I would just say just, you know, remove that, that barrier whenever we can to just make things a lot easier.
0: I love that. I love that. There's just lingo and and response time that gets lost when you're playing telephone. And uh, I've had, I'm sure you've had the experience too, where you're like, "I need a layered file," and they're like, oh, "What is that?" Okay, I gotta explain this to you. I need, I need this other version that we can actually use. So, right on. So read the instructions. Communicate better. It's gonna help save you a ton of time and resources. I like the advice. Sure. Okay, so a couple more for you. And let you get back to your day. I know you're busy, and I appreciate the time a lot. Uh, first one is, you know, how does someone work with, with you and, and I'm going to get the acronym CBW, uh, (laughs) with, with your business, what's the best way to find you? What's the, what's the way to get involved if they're interested?
1: Uh, I think just go to our website, uh, www.craftbevwarehouse.com. So we shortened beverage to Bev just because the website would have been super long. Otherwise, um, all the information's there. We got this cool, like movable infographic on the webpage that walks you through our process. Uh, kind of starting with downloading the artwork templates and instructions uh, all the way through uh, kind of placing your production order and receiving your cans. So I'd go there, check it out. We've got pricing on there, everything, uh, the processes. And then uh, there's a contact us page uh, that, or you can just email sales at CraftFab Warehouse. Um, We pride ourselves on customer service and being super responsive. So most people are just taken aback how quickly we get we get back to them, uh, just cause we know how important that is. And we know that uh, in a lot of cases, it's, it's just everything you need, everything next week or tomorrow or something. And if we can help, we'd love to just, you know, that quickly, if we can, we'll do it.
0: Excellent. Excellent. I I'm a fan of the infographic, by the way. I, uh, when I first started looking at you guys, I use that infographic to try to understand what's going on. So nice work. Thank Whoever you. did that. And the last question I got for you is a super easy one, man. Is, is what are you drinking right now? I mean, what's the craft beer of choice, or what are you going to uh, these days?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I'm drinking water right now, but um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> outside of that, I, I'm. It's Oktoberfest season, and like my tastes are all over the place. I'm usually a, an IPA hazy IPA guy, but for whatever reason, like we talked about at the beginning, when when that. You know, the humidity drops out of the air here in Wisconsin, and it gets into the 60s and you've got to throw a sweatshirt on every once in a while. That like sweet multi beer mm-hmm. just tastes so mm-hmm. good. Goes down real easy. So uh, that's that's probably number one on my list. So I right. I stock up with um, kind of all of our local Oktoberfest here. Nice. That's what what's in my fridge right now.
0: I think one of the best Oktoberfests I've ever had was in Wisconsin, and it was, uh, I think it's Lakefront. Brewery. They're the yep. guys. I yep. love that, man. First time I was like, this beer is fantastic. It was years ago. So hopefully that's probably the it.
1: first local Oktoberfest I ever had. I think prior to that it was like, you know, my family was drinking Spaten or or whatever it actually came from Germany, but who knows how long that took to get here. Um <laughs> yeah. but yeah, Lakefront's great. Um good city where I used to used to work makes a great uh oktoberfest with all german malts i mean it's really about what you put in that beer and fortunately a lot of the people here in wisconsin are still using you know german malt yeah at least for that beer because you know it means something to, something to them
0: right on right on well kyle thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us and and sharing your industry knowledge and a little bit about your business i uh hope we can do this again sometime man this was fun for sure Thanks, Chris. Cool.